one on this bank of the on that bank of the river. And he said to the man dressed in linen, who was above the waters of the river, how long will it be until the end of these wonders? I heard the man dressed in linen, who was above the waters of the river, as he raised his right hand and his left toward heaven, and swore by him who lives forever that it would be for a time, times, and half a time. And as soon as they finished shattering the power of the holy people, all these elements will be completed. As for me, I heard but could not understand. So I said, my Lord, what will be the outcome of these events? He said, go your way, Daniel, for these words are concealed and sealed up until the end of time. Many will be purged, purified, and refined, but the wicked will act wickedly, and none of the wicked will understand. But those who have insight will understand. Father, we want to thank you so much for this word and Father for the word that we are about to, to uh, receive from you this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to pray for your people. Father, that each and every one of us will have eyes to see, that we will have ears to hear and a heart to understand the words that you are presenting to us this morning. Father, asking that you will keep your hands upon each and every one of us. The Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for the uh, technology, that there will not be any problems whatsoever, and that each and every one of us, Father, will receive your word. And praying, Father, in the name of Jesus, that we will take it to heart and heed every word that you give us father we ask that you will give each one of us the understanding and let us know exactly what it is that you are saying and father we want to pray for we will bless lord jesus praying in the name of jesus that you will keep your hand upon her from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet the Father, you will open her mouth and you will fill her mouth with every word that you want spoken and praying in the name of Jesus that each and every one of us will receive those words, will hear it, see what you are saying, understand, walk in it, practice it. Father, we just lift this up to you and thank you for every provision. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, amen. Amen, amen, and amen. Praise God. Praise God Almighty. Worship team would like to, Lord, would you bless this worship team? Lord, Father God, thank you for resting on them as they worship. Thank you, Lord, for your anointing over 
each one of the uh, one of the women on this team. Lord Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would bless them mightily for their heart to serve your body in this way. Thank you, Lord, for using them to prepare the way for you and for your people and for hearts this morning. Bless them mightily, Lord. As I pray, Lord, that you would bless each and every one. Father God that is here and those who are not here, bless them, Lord. Keep your hand upon them. Lord, may your favor and your face shine upon them. Lord, I love you so much, and I just want to say thank you. I just want to say thank you. As I bless your people, because, Lord, I bless you. I bless you, Lord. My soul blesses you. My soul and all that is within me bless you and bless your holy name. Thank you, Father, for loving us. When we were yet your enemies, you loved us and you drew us with cords of love. Thank you, Jesus, for stepping into humanity and giving us an example and paying a price we could not pay. And thank you, my God, thank you, my God, for, for giving us instructions for writing history right now. Lord, Father God, that we would not be caught unaware, Lord, that we would be a people not in darkness, but in your marvelous light. And I just want to say thank you with everything that is in me. Thank you. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, I pray. Amen. Amen. Um, can you guys hear me? If you can hear me, just hit that little hand button so I'll know. Because I just want to make sure the technology is okay. Amen. 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 Okay. Amen. Amen. Logos, can you hear me? Edmund, can you hear me? Yeah, did you see the thumbs up? Uh-uh. Like this. Yeah, we can hear you. Oh, okay. Praise God. This is the part two of the message from last week, part one. And part one was, you know, that we are called, we're, we're, we're watchmen. Each and every one of us is a watchman. We're called to be on watch, to be alert, to be sober, to truly, as the worship team saying, to love others the way Jesus loves us. That if we see someone wandering from the truth, then we'll go talk to them. If we see someone lost and don't know truth, we'll go talk to them. The Lord sends us, let's be obedient and go. You know, my husband opened up this part of this of the service with Daniel 12. And, you know, in Daniel 12, you know, he read 3 through 10. I'm just going to read 10. Many will be purged, purified, and refined. But the wicked will act wickedly. And none of the wicked will understand. But those who have insight will understand. We are those people with insight. We 
are those people with insight. And if we don't, let us pray for anyone who doesn't know if they have insight or not and they want. We will pray for you that the Lord will give you insight, that the Lord will give you what you need in order to be those with insight, to be those who are blameless, those who are blameless. You know, the Lord calls us, you know, he calls us, you know, when we walk in righteousness, when we walk in Christ, when we are clothed in Christ, we are blameless. And he wouldn't say it. If we couldn't be it, he considers us blameless. But let's now, you know, but we're going to start with this. We're going to focus on those with insight. Can we, uh, uh, Minister Dora, can you please click? Let's define insight. The English word insight is used in Daniel 12. It's an old, yeah, we're going to use the Old Testament word. It's transliterated from the Hebrew word, sachal. And it means to be prudent, to act with care and wisdom. To be prudent, to act with care and wisdom. Let's turn to Matthew 25, verses 1 through 8, because we're going to look at what insight looks like so matthew 25 verses 1 through 8 and i am going to want to call on some people that i normally don't call on um paulina paulina would you read read this matthew 25 verses 1 through 8 Paulina, are you there? Yes, sorry. Trying to find oh. my unmute button. <laughs> no problem. Uh, Matthew 25, 1 to 8. Yes. God's kingdom is like 10 young virgins who took all lambs and went out to greet the bridegroom. Five were silly and five were smart. The silly virgins took lambs, but no extra oil. The smart virgins took jars of oil to feed their lambs. The bridegroom didn't show up when they expected him, and they all fell asleep. In the middle of the night, someone yelled out, He's here. The bridegroom's here. Go out and greet him. The ten virgins got up and got their lambs ready. The silly virgins said to the smart ones, Our lambs are going out. Lend us some of your oil. The silly virgins... Thank you, Paulina. The silly vir uh, virgins were the ones that didn't act prudently. They didn't act with care and wisdom. They had no forethought. They had no insight. But the smart ones, the ones full of wisdom had insight because they took extra oil because they did not know when a bridegroom would come. And they went prepared. Not only did they take their lamp full of oil, but they took extra oil in case the bridegroom came. 
before the, you know, after the oil had been completely used up in their lamp. And that's exactly what happened. To be prudent means to be wise. To take care and wisdom. And how do we have that? By being in the word. You know, we have this graphic of this young man. You see the Bible in front of him. And you see him looking off. That's not a look of what's going on outside. That's a look of he's thinking about and pondering what the Lord has said to him and what he just read. He's taking care and wisdom to gain not just knowledge by reading, but understanding what it is that he's reading. He's also a vision of to be circumspect. To be circumspect is to carefully consider all the possible consequences and circumstances. Sarissa, would you read Proverbs 24, verses 30 through 32? Okay, hold on. Um, Proverbs 24. And then mm -hmm. which verse again? Uh, 30 through 32. 32, 32. Okay. Um, I went past the field of a blessed guard, past the fine yard of someone who has no sense. Throne had come up everywhere. The ground was covered with wheat and the stone wall was in bloom. I applied my heart to what I observed and learned a lesson from what I saw. Amen. This man was going past this field that weeds were everywhere and the fence was broken down. First of all, he noticed that. He noticed that yard. He noticed that field and the condition it was in. And then he considered the possibilities. Why was that field in that way? That's to be circumspect. You know, and insight you know and we're going to talk about that more when we see the headlines and all the things that are going on today most people will go right past it others will look at it and you know and lean on their own understanding and come to a conclusion that may be what what is there by sight but maybe not really happening Again, to be circumspect is just to stop and say, Lord, what is going on here? Lord, I'm seeing this. What does this mean? To wisely understand. And Pastor Edmund, I'm going to ask you to read Hebrews 5.14. And especially since you opened up, would you also read Hebrews 5.12 and 13 again? And we're going to add 14 to it. So Hebrews 5. 12 through 13, 12 through 14. You read two, 12 through 13. I'm going to add 14 to it. So, Pastor Edmund, would you read Hebrews 5, 12 through 13? 12 through 14. Uh, 12 through 14. Uh, Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12 through 14. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you have need again for someone to teach you the elementary principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk, and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk 
is not accustomed to the word of righteousness, for he is an infant. But solid food is for the mature, who because of practice have their senses trained to discern good and evil. What does that mean, Pastor Edmund? Um, yeah, I started with uh, verse 11 this morning, and it continues here. And there are those who are, you know, the, the appearance of hearing but not, or is it listening but not hearing, or hearing not listening, <laughs> either one. Um, they you don't can't have, listen if you don't hear. There you go. Amen. Yeah, so they have the appearance of that. What's that? So you can't hear if you don't listen. Oh, you can't hear if you don't listen. There you go. I have two, I have two English teachers that helps me out. So. <laughs> I'm still learning. Um, but it's that time that has gone on, and yet there's no understanding is the concern. And here it explains why. Um, and that it also says that further, further teaching becomes difficult because they won't accept it. When they're not uh, listening, then they cannot go uh, stronger and deeper and have the understanding they ought to have. And therefore, coming back to your slide, they won't have the type of understanding that insight. They don't even know when they look at something and to know the extent of what is happening. And so those are the condition. And here in 13, it says, um, for everyone who partakes milk is not accustomed to the word of righteousness, for he is an infant. So that person will always uh, not able to sustain further, but only can handle the shallow things, the easy things. And go on to 14. And 14, uh, in contrast to that is, but solid food is for the mature, who because of practice have their senses trained to discern good and evil. And this is where the training part, uh, I, yesterday we were just talking about us going, doing physical exercise, and we always say no judgment. If you can start with five pounds, start with five pounds. If those who can start with 40 pounds, great, go at it. But even five pounds, if you don't quit, if you keep working at it, eventually becomes 10 pounds, becomes Come 15. On. Come on. It is likened to our spiritual strength, our faith. Even those who drink milk, as long as they keep at it and then meditate on it and draw understanding from it, eventually they will be able to eat solid food. Absolutely. And Amen. 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 You know, insight is also to give attention to, to consider, to ponder. Let's look, you know, um, actually, thank you, Lord. Um, these are here on the uh, slide. Um, if you want to, you know, to delve in, and I encourage you to do so, please look at that closer to understand what to give attention to means. You know, to, you know, to, to, to consider, to ponder. Just don't look at something and go right past it. Yes, Lord. He said, go to it. Let's go to Luke chapter 2, verses 15 through 19. 
Luke chapter 2, verses 15 through 19. And um, in Luke chapter 2, verses 15 through 19, um, Jeff, will you read that? Uh, I can read that. Okay, thank you, Jay. <laughs> yeah, Jeff. Oh, congratulations, Mom. Thank you. Uh, Luke chapter 2, 15 to 19. 19. Okay. So if I don't know the word, I might skip it. Is that okay? That's okay. Yeah, thank you. When the thank angel, you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. When the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the, the something. <laughs> That's um, okay. Go ahead, skip. <laughs> said Pastor to Johnny, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, once uh, Jane, precious Jane, reads it, will you come back and read it and read the word she skipped? We'll tag team this. We'll tag team the word of God today. Okay, come on, Jane. Okay, uh, let's go to the B. That's okay, you're doing great. Uh, to something and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has uh, told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph. Amen. Uh, and the baby who was laying in the man, 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 manger. manger. Thank you. Uh, when uh, they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child and all who heard it were amazed at what the, the something said to them but mary treasure 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 up all these things had pounded 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 them uh, in her heart. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jane. That was Thank awesome. You. Your English is good. You're getting better, girl. Thank you. Okay. Okay, Pastor Jeannie. Amen. All right. Luke chapter 2, verse 15. When the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, Let us go straight to Bethlehem then and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. So they came in a hurry and found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he lay in the manger. When they had seen this, they made known the statement which had been told them about And all who heard it wondered at the, thing which, the things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. Amen. What does it mean, Pastor Jeannie, that you just read? What, what's going on there? So... <sighs> They were they were responding to what they had been told, and th because they had they had understanding of what they were expecting to see, um, they followed what they were supposed to do. But Mary, all that she heard, she even though she might have known some of it in her heart, she kept them in her heart to keep thinking about them. And that that's the verse actually that stands out to me the most is that. She treasured all these things. So even though she may not have understood it all at that time, 
She kept them in her heart so she could think and ponder on them even more and that God would reveal them to her. Amen. This young woman, this young virgin, had in she by the time, you know, had insight. She treasured, she kept it in her heart and pondered it. And this was not the first time. It's like when you read this verse in 19 and you also read the verses when Gabriel came to her in Luke 1, 26 through uh, Luke 1, 26 through uh, 38. You get an understanding why the Lord chose this young woman to carry his son. Because, see, when the Lord appeared to Zacharias, one of the high priests, when rather Gabriel appeared to Zacharias, one of the high priests, he questioned him. When Gabriel, who's the angel who always appears to announce anything regarding the Messiah, he, you know, he appeared to Mary and gave her a greeting, and she was perplexed by the greeting but didn't say anything. But instead, she pondered, she wondered what type of greeting was this. And she listened to the angel as he spoke, and she didn't, when she spoke, she didn't speak with doubt. She spoke with, well, how are you going to do this? Because I'm a virgin. I've never known a man. How am I going to give birth to the Son of God? I've never known a man. And he told her, when the Holy Spirit overshadows you, just as he overshadowed the water, the Spirit of God overshadowed the water at creation. We're listening to a creative act. And she didn't say, well, no, how, how could that be? Because, yeah, she didn't go. To, she just listened. And then she said, may it be done unto me. She was a wise young woman who had insight. She could, she had come, and then when that baby was born, and the shepherds are coming because they've, they've received an announcement about who this baby was lying in the manger. What she'd already treasured in her heart, based on what the angel told her, she now was pondering this and putting that what's out. She's building on. She's building up. See, she didn't forget. The Israelites, the Lord would do something and they would forget. Not this young woman. Not a person with insight. They don't forget what the Lord says to them. And so the word builds in their life. Instead of, you know, starting all over again from new. That's insight. We will, you know, um, you can, all the scriptures in the bottom of, you know, also what the ability is of insight, they're, they're found in this, this um, slide. And if you want actual a report, just, you know, ask any of us, um, ask um, the Wongs or myself, and we will get you an actual, you know, PDF of this, of this, uh, this PowerPoint. So you can go through the study for yourself. So can we click, please? So who are those with insight? Click, please. They are those who obey. Psalms 119, 99 through 102 says, 
I have more insight than all my teachers. For your testimonies are my meditation. Your word, I meditate upon your word. I ponder your word. I don't forget your word. I treasure your word in my heart. And because of that, I understand. Because I now, in Hebrews, I'm practicing. I'm observing. I'm walking in that word. I have restrained my feet from every evil way that I may keep your word. I have not turned aside from your ordinances, for you yourself have taught me. The Lord himself will teach us. The Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit of God. When we read his word and meditate upon his word and ask him about his word and gain understanding from his word and then in our heart, purpose in our heart to walk in that word, we will gain insight. Click, please. And those with insight, those who are obedient, they're different than the people in Hebrews that they, you know, should be teachers by now, but not, but they still need just basic things, milk of the word, not those with insight because they walk in it, they're practicing, you know, and so they become teachers of the word. You know, Gabriel came and gave Daniel instruction. You know, in fact, gave, excuse me, he gave me instruction and I talked with, and talked with me and said, oh, Daniel, I have now come forth to give you insight with understanding. Gabriel came and gave instruction. Daniel had prayed for three weeks because he wanted to know what was going on. And the Lord had given him dreams. The Lord, the Lord speaks to us in dreams and he'd given this, God, this, this you know, uh, honorable man of God dreams that were alarming to him. And Daniel wanted to know about them. And Daniel was also had been praying because the, seven, the 70 years of exile were coming to an end. And the Lord sent his, his, his angel Gabriel to tell Daniel, this is, I've been sent from the Lord to give you insight with understanding of the dreams you were having. And Daniel was praying about the end times. You know, and, and, and Daniel, the book of Daniel, Daniel was a teacher. He, the Lord used him to teach us about the end times. But Daniel goes on and says, those who have insight among the people will give understanding to the many. The teachers will teach others so they will have understanding about what God, God's word means. When he says something, what does it mean? Thank you. Uh, please click. Ezra is an example of that. Most of us know Ezra 710, that Ezra was a man who had purposed in his heart to study God's word, then walk in God's word, and then teach God's word. So a lot of us who love Ezra really focus in on Ezra 710, but not a whole lot of us focus in on Ezra was also a teacher. He wasn't just a scribe. He wasn't one just who wanted to, a, a student and disciple. That disciple was also a teacher. Nehemiah 8.13. 
Pastor Chris, you want to read that? Nehemiah 8.13. Are you there, Pastor Chris? Yeah, Nehemiah 8.13. Please. Then on the second day, the heads of fathers' households, of all the people, the priests and the Levites, were gathered to Ezra, described that they might gain insight into the words of the law. You see Ezra doing the last part of the of the purpose in his heart. He is teaching. But Ezra is not just teaching, you know, anybody. He's teaching the teachers. He's teaching the heads of the father's household. He's teaching the priests. He's teaching the Levites. Ezra is teaching at this point. He is teaching the teachers. Ezra has insight. Thank you. Please, Dora, next, uh, would you click? Insight gives us understanding of times and events. I know there's, many of you are in 20 minutes, need to leave for the wedding of Shannon and James and want to make sure you guys get there. So I'm going to move just a, a little, you know, a little fast. If any of you want to have just a more concentrated study, please let me know and I will take you through it. Because God's word is more important than anything. But, you know, in understanding that there, there are those and, and of course, loving others as we love ourselves. If we were getting married, we want our family there. So wanting to, you know, do that. So I'm going to go a little quick, but his word is really important. And all these scriptures, I mean, it's, it's important. What you're looking at here is insight gives understanding of times and events. You're looking at the six seals in Revelation. The Lord talks about them in Matthew, in Matthew 24. One person has, yes, Edmund. Uh, Pastor Catherine, the 130 yes. is time. Oh, that was 30 is your time. Uh, yeah, so we still have a lot of time. Oh, okay. The, uh, okay. I forget not all of y'all are on Mountain Standard Time. Okay. Pastor Edmund, you got your hand up again. Hello? I was trying to get it down. I didn't realize. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're looking at, the di the, the, the pictures are the six seals in Revelation. In fact, um, Revelation, and, and we will read each one. Revelation 6, the first, you know, uh, verses 1 and 2 is the rider on the white horse. 3 and 4 is the rider on the red horse. 5, is the, uh, five and 6 is the rider on the black horse. 7 and 8 is the rider on the ashen horse. It's a sickly green color. Six, nine, and eleven are the 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 martyrs beneath the, the altar. 
and gotcha. And the writer on, you know, the 6, 12, and 14 is the sixth seal. But you can see right next to that red, there is Matthew 24. The Lord talked about the seals. He summarized them. He uses John. The Lord tells, he tells our Lord Jesus to give to John, and John details what the Lord did when he was here and summarized also want to make the point that my you know husband read that the lord told daniel seal up what you've heard seal it up the books were sealed up with daniel because he said it's for the last days we are in the last days and the last days begin with jesus christ the second half of the Bible, the New Testament, was not written before Jesus Christ. When Jesus came to this earth, the last days, the clock started, tip, started ticking. And, they were, and, and so what was sealed in the Old Testament with Daniel has been opened. The seals are literally opened. And we are beginning to get understanding of what Daniel knew but couldn't speak of. And that that's because the Lord is preparing us for the times that we are currently living in. Because we are people of the last days. My ministry is a ministry of the last days. When I was a little girl, the Lord told me, he called me. He called me into ministry. And, when he, and I was getting depressed because I was getting older and older and older and I hadn't been called. And he finally spoke to me and he told me, I, I will call you into ministry, but yours is an end time ministry. I will call you in the last of the last days. And that's why I'm in ministry now. And the fact that I'm in ministry for me, I know the times that we're in. And as a result, that's why some people will talk about that I work through pain or I work through this. It's because I know how critical the times are. I know that people need this. I will not have any man's blood on my hands, whether they want to listen or not, whether they get angry or not. If the Lord gives me a word, I'm going to give it to you. Because none of us ever know where we will, it will be the last day. See, not everybody's going through the great tribulation because not everybody's going to live to get there. But at the moment that you die, you are going to be held accountable for the life you lived and the things that you did in that life unless Jesus Christ has blotted them out. Can we click for the next slide? When you see this, I'm, and talking about, I speak my truth. I've heard that a lot just in the last four to five years. And I'm like, Lord, what are they talking about? Because see, the Lord tells us in John 14, 6, that he is the way, the truth, and the life. And people are speaking all kinds of things, and they're calling it truth, and now they call it my truth. When you hear someone tell you, I speak the, my truth, you are listening to a version of the spirit of the Antichrist. You're listening to one of the ways the spirit puts it, the spirit of error. It's the spirit of Antichrist, fake news. 
made popular by our last president. It, you know, and to have fake news means they keep deceiving their scriptures right here to look at it. And even on social media, why lies beat the truth on social media? And you know that these blocks, they're going from fact to faith. They're going from truth to lies. Because the Lord tells us in the last days, in 2 Timothy 3.13, that men are going to go from bad to worse. And they're going to be deceiving and being deceived. That the wicked in Romans 3.10.18, they're going to keep deceiving. That the spirit of the Antichrist is going to deny that Jesus is the son of God. They're going to deny that he was the only begotten. They're going to deny that he is the only truth. And only through him can you come to God. So when you see, I speak my truth, when you see fake news, when you see a lot of stuff that's on social media, what you're actually seeing, please click. Click, please. You are actually seeing the first seal being opened. In Revelation 6, verses 1 through 2, the Lord says, Then I saw when the Lamb broke one of the seven seals, and I heard one of the four living creatures say, as with a voice of thunder, Come, I looked and behold, a white horse. And he who sat on it had a bow, and a crown was given to him, and he went out conquering and to conquer. This rider on the white horse, a lot of people have said, it's, you know, Christ. A lot of people said it's the gospel. And how do I know that I know? First of all, I asked the Lord and asked me to show me through his word to confirm it. He took me to Matthew 24 when the Lord was doing the Olivet Discourse. The very first thing he says in Matthew 24, after the, the disciples ask him, how will they know about the times? The very first thing he says in verses six, um, starting at verse four and read to um, verse five, verse four and five. Would you mind reading that very quickly? Um, Pastor Ray. Matthew 24, verses four and five. And Jesus answered and said to them, See to it that no one misleads you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will mislead many. This rider of the first horse is deceit. The, Satan deceives the whole world. He's coming with looking like, the Lord tells us, in Corinthians, that he Satan comes dressed as an angel of light. It's no wonder his disciples come appearing as righteous folks, but they're not. He said, see to it that no one misleads you. And the only way you could not be misled is to know Jesus, to walk with Jesus, and to stay in his word. So the very, you, what you're looking at, and the Lord calls he, you know, as he goes through, he says he called the birth pains. Well, birth pains for any woman or anybody who's ever, you know, 
they start out light, and the closer that that child gets, those birth pains become more intense. There is a break between the pains in the beginning. And then there's a transition period into the final labor where now there is no break because the body is moving that child out the body for birth. And that period of transition is painful. We are not at the beginning of the birth pains. We are in transition. And this, this, this uh, first seal is not completely open. How do I know? Because the Antichrist is not standing in power. The Antichrist, the man, the spirit has been here for hundreds of years. But the man who is going to be the world leader, which means anybody who is alive, there will be one president, there will be one prince, there won't be different heads of countries. When he takes power, there's just going to be him. Let's go to the next slide, please. When you see this, the Lord talks about in Matthew 24, 7, nation against nation. We've got Asian people who are saying we're not virus. We've got black people saying our lives matter. We've got white people saying our lives matter. We've got Native Americans saying we exist, we resist, we rise. Couldn't get in. My Hispanic brethren who say, let's take Texas back. But all these folks are rising up against each other, just as the Lord said. We've got armies on the ground, kingdom against kingdom, one country against another country, one government against another government are at war. We're looking at war. And so when you see this, what you actually see, please click, is this. You are seeing the second seal. When he broke the second seal, I heard the second living creature say, the second living creature say, come, and another, a red horse, went out, and to him who sat on it, and it was granted to take peace from the earth, and that men would slay one another, and a great sword was given to them. Do you not see that happening? Do you not? We, we have death rates and murder rates of all kinds that we have never seen before. And it's getting more intense and more intense, and it's going to be even more intense. The seal, too, is in transition. But even as bad as everything seems, is not as bad as yet to come. And then at the end, we have, there are three more great wars. Four more that are going to be fought. And two of them is Christ is going to take the Antichrist. It's a battle of Armageddon. Christ is going to take the anti, you know, the Antichrist and his beast out the way. And the final battle is the battle of Gog and Magog, where the Lord will take Satan. Our, Lord, our beloved God will take Satan out the way. Let's go to the next slide. Click, please. Before we go there, there's a warning here. You know, for those who, if there's any small children in the room, if there's any 
somebody to have a hard time looking at some images. I just want to warn you before we go to the famine in images. You know, we've got a disturbing image in, you know, in both famine and uh, the martyrs. And so just want to forewarn you before we go to the next slide, please look away. If you, you know, if it's hard for you to see or if you have a little one, don't let them see it. Okay, thank you. Click, please. The UN, you know, and the UN just said this, this headline was just here either at the end. It was in the middle of last year or at the beginning of this year that the United Nations said that, you know, there was the world and not a place, but the world is going to face a global famine of biblical pr proportions due to COVID-19. And we're seeing it. We're seeing it. Anybody who does any shopping, your food prices have gone higher. Why? Because distribution, because lack of workers, because fires are burning, because of drought. It's not just they call it just because of COVID. There's several things that are happening that is causing famine to start moving. And we are in a light version of famine. Some, when they lost everything in the weather, you saw, when you saw those in, on the news, those long lines of people coming to get food, famine means food insecurity. You saw people without any food. But you look at this, and this is not a child sitting there. That's a man with his back to us. That is at the end of his life because he has no food. And the woman is not, this is a young woman, but her, her face is drawn and drooping because she has no food. So when you see this, this is what you're actually seeing. Click, please. You're seeing the third seal. And the third seal is the black horse. And this black horse represents fam famine. Come, you know, when he broke the third seal, I heard the third living creature saying, come. I looked and behold, the black horse. And he who sat on it had a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard something like a voice in the center of the four living creatures saying, a quart of wheat for a, a denarius and three quarts of barley for a denarius. And do not damage the oil and the wine. Basically, that quart of wheat for denarius is the price of food is so expensive, most people won't be able to expense it, to, to, to buy it. A quart of wheat for denarius, a denarius is a day's work. To buy one you know, little thing of bread, it's going to cost a day's work. But we are in transition. But the full seal isn't open because when it opens, when it opens, we're going into the fourth seal. So let's move to the next seal. And this seal is actually the fifth seal. And, you know, everybody calls it the seal of pestilence, including me. And the Lord said, no, look again, it's not just pestilence. This is when the Lord and when the Lord moves into four severe judgments, he's war is one. 
Famine is another. This is a person with a handful of um, grains that he's sharing with all these little hands. That all these little hands have their hands out and he's sharing what he has with them. You have war. He talks about wild beasts. They're going to be some wild beasts because they're going to be animals that are vicious and they go eat people. They're, 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 you know, they're going to drag people off and rouse them. But that man, that eye in the middle, there are men who are beasts and are dragging people off and murdering them. They call them serial killers. They call them NH, non-humans. But there are men who are just as vicious as those beasts. The Lord will let them loose too. And finally, you see pestilence. You're looking at two separate countries. You're looking at India, where they cremated so many people. You're looking at COVID, and, and the other one is, is South America. You're looking at the you know just a fraction of the globe under COVID. And so when you see all this happening, and it's happening all around us, it's happening all around us. Those with insight, those who know the Lord and know his word, know that when you see this, click please, this is what you are actually seeing. You are seeing the fourth seal. And the fourth seal, the lamb broke the fourth seal, and I heard the voice of the four living creatures saying, Come, I looked, and behold, an ashen horse. And he who sat on it had the name Death. And Hades was following with him, which means that Death is going to claim the bodies. Hades are going to claim the souls of those who don't know the Lord. Those who know the Lord, to be absent in the body is to be present with the Lord. But for the wicked, for the, the disobedient, for the one who refused to serve him here and now because they're, they're, life is better here, life is too good, they're not want to give it up. They want to do what they want to do. Those folks are going to Hades which is just as much torment, but it's just a holy place because one day death and Hades will be cast into hell itself, the lake of fire where the worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. And the Lord says it's in that place there's gnashing of teeth that is so much torment. But that's a fourth seal and, it, it's, it, and that seal too is open. And the Lord says in that seal, when that seal is fully opened, one quarter, is that one quarter of the earth, one quarter will be killed with, killed with a sword, war, with famine, with pestilence, and by wild beasts. And we're seeing that happen now but not at the level. And it's pretty bad now, but it's going to get severe. The next slide again is a warning about the Christian martyr images. Some of them are disturbing. If you have a young child, please turn them away. And if not, if you have a little problem with you know, blood or anything, please look away. So we'll now go to the next slide. Can you please click? We see here when you when you're you're watching because Christians a lot of Afghan the you know Afghanistan people right now they're the ladies that have come to our country. 
that they are being beheaded. They are being persecuted. They are being killed. You see Jewish blood spilled on the ground. You see hands that have been tortured and the life has been taken out of them. You see those who are still bound and you see even a church that has been attacked and been burnt. The Lord says when you hear about persecution and many, you know, there's, we are in a time that there are organizations to take care of the mortars, the voice of the martyrs, the persecution. You know, there's all kind of persecuted ministries right now, but it's going to get so much worse. We are in transition, but it is not fully. It's not fully. Because when you hear about persecution anywhere in the world, and it is happening everywhere right now, when you see or hear about this, click please. You are actually seeing this. It's the fifth seal. And we have a movie called the Apocalypse. It's Christian movies, I don't know about them. But I wanted it for this scene. You know, uh, this actor, Richard Harris, is playing the disciple John. And he's looking at as if he was in, in that dream in Revelation. He's looking at the souls of the Christian martyrs, those who had been slain because of the word of God and because of the testimony which they maintained. They didn't deny the Lord. Even when it cost them they, they, their, their lives, they remained faithful even unto death. But all these martyrs who have gone before us are asking the Lord, how long? How long, Lord, will you, before you judge the world and avenge it for our death? And a white robe was given to them. And, and they were told, rest for a little while longer until the number of their fellow servants and their brethren who were to be killed, even as they had been, would be completed also. There's a number. There are yet many that are going to die for his namesake. I'm one of them. The Lord told me I would die for his namesake. And I, who don't like pain, I wept that he would count me worthy to lose my life for his his name and he's given me visions because I will not stop teaching y'all I will not stop proclaiming his word to y'all and one day it's going to cost my life but that's okay because I love my Lord and how I prepare is I ask the Lord prepare me Lord I've learned from Peter who said he would never he would never deny you and in the end, he did, Lord, keep me from that. Keep me faithful to the end. Click, please. When you see this, and you're seeing it all over, you're hearing about the fires, the hurricanes, the floods, the drought, the, the melting ice shelves, the, you know, the, the heat, the heat waves y'all experience. Some of us at some point have experienced one or more of these. And they're calling it global warming. And they're calling it climate change. That's what they're calling it, but without insight. But we who have insight know what we're actually seeing. We're seeing this. 
But it's actually this. The sixth seal. And there is phenomena on the earth and in the heavens. We too there are in transition because they have never in recorded history had 55 biblical storms like they had just this year. And it's going to get worse. And it's going to get worse. And at the very end, the heavens and the earth are going to be destroyed. They're going to move away. They're going to move away. They go, they're going to be, you know, earthquakes so severe, they're going to move mountains and islands out of their places. The sky is going to split apart like a scroll. The moon is not going to shine for a period of day. The sun, and in the end, when, when the Lord has defeated everybody, including Satan, then this current earth and the current heavens are going to pass away by fire. And there will be no more living person on this earth. Because then the second, the second resurrection or the resurrection of the wicked, the wicked are going to be called from Hades. They're going to be called. They're going to die in this. And then the judgment, the white throne judgment for the wicked. And finally, in Mark 13, verses 32 through 37, the Lord tells us, in fact, I want to close with actually reading that. Pastor Rochelle, would you read Mark 13, 32 through 37? Yes, this Okay. But of that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven nor the Son, but the Father alone. Take heed, keep on the alert, for you do not know when the appointed time will come. It is like a man away on a journey who, upon leaving his house and putting his slaves in charge, assigning to each one his task also commanded the doorkeeper to stay on the alert. Therefore, be on the alert, for you do not know when the master of the house is coming, whether in the evening, at midnight, or when the rooster crows, or in the morning, in case he should come and suddenly, sorry, in case he should come suddenly and find you asleep. What I say to you, I say to all, be on the alert. What I say to you, I say to all, be on the alert. We don't know when the Lord is coming. Right here, we know that Jesus doesn't know when he's coming. Our Father God, Abba Father alone, knows when he's going to return. When he will say to Jesus, son, go and get my children. And he starts out. Take heed. He says, keep on the alert. Keep on the alert. Then he says, stay on the alert. Then he says, be twice. Be on the alert. In these five scriptures, four times, he calls us to be on the alert, to be ready. Are you ready for his return? Are you ready? 
I pray you will be. I pray you will be. I pray there's nothing that is causing you. There's nothing in this world that means more to you. The Lord says, what will a man give for his soul? What will a man give for his soul? That means, what are you so interested in that you're willing to lose your, lose your soul to keep it, to have it, to be your own person, to do what you want to do? If there's someone you just love and you just can't let go of, there's a job, there's a career. Is any of that worth your soul? And so um, want to, because it's 1240 y'all time, so we cooking. But, you know, going to close quickly anyway in, in 20 minutes. But want to ask, is there anybody here that who has questions or comments? Or if you just want prayer. If you just want prayer, just hit that little hand button. But if you have questions or comments also, would you just hit that little hand button? Okay, thank you. Thank you, Pastor Shinoda. Go ahead. Oh, I didn't have a comment or a question, just prayer because, you know, so many different, you know, health issues and all of that stuff. And sometimes you can get caught up in trying to make sure you're, you're staying ahead and, and in, in the know of, of what, what to do next and what's expected and how to be prepared for all of these health things that we're going through, particularly my husband, that um, you get sidetracked. And in today's message, particularly when you're talking about the virgins, it was like, ah, you know, and that forethought, but sometimes the forethought that looking ahead and planning ahead is in the wrong direction. Um, to be prepared um, because God is the most important. And so just prayer for my household that we keep that uppermost in our hearts and in our minds, that God will take care of the rest of it. We don't have to be so diligent to keep everything um, ready for the call, the kidney call. You know, we just need to stay focused on the Lord and he will, he will guide us and lead us. So that, that's Amen. That my hand. Yeah. Amen. My sister, um, can I share something with you guys? Yes. Let's go to Daniel chapter 12. And let's read verses 1 and 2. Those passages that my husband didn't read. Let's read Daniel 12, 1 and 2. Just a minute. Suddenly Daniel disappeared. <laughs> 12, 1 and 2. Now at that time, Michael, the great prince, who stands guard over the sons of your people, will rise. And there will be a time of distress such as never occurred since there was a nation 
until that time. And at the time, your people, um, and at that time, your people, everyone who is found written in the book will be rescued. Many of those who sleep in the dust of the ground will awake, these to everlasting life, but the others to disgrace and everlasting contempt. My sister, what do you think verses one and two mean? Um, let me read one one more time. Now at the time, Michael, the great prince, to have guard over the sons of your people will arise, and there will be a time of distress. Things will happen uh, as never occurred since there was a nation until that time. And at that time, your people, everyone who is found written in the book will be rescued. You know, I think that the, the main takeaway I get from this is whether we are alive on this earth or whether we are, are uh, have, have fallen asleep. Um, that if our focus um, is on the Lord, um, our name will be written in the book um, and we will be rescued whether in this life or out of this life. That uh, um, verse two, many of those who sleep in the dust of the ground will await these to everlasting life. Um, we don't have to be worried about our health um, or, you know, missing out on something that it, the promises of God in the final analysis <laughs> we'll be with the Lord. And that's the main focus. Amen. And that's what one of the scriptures that I hold on to every day. Amen. That my focus is with the Lord because I already know this body is corruptible. Mm -hmm. This body is dying. Every single one of your bodies is dying. Yeah. For those of us who are suffering or, or ill, we're more aware than those who are not. You know, you guys see me sitting here with an oxygen. It's called the cannulus. I'm on 3.5 um, liters of oxygen continually. Continually. But that doesn't stop me from doing the Lord's work. There are times that when I crawl into bed, you know, I can barely get there. I can barely walk. But my body is not going to stop me from doing what he's called me to do. And it's not going to be the center of my conversation. <laughs> I'm not going to, and I've met people, I know people, namely a person who lives down here. When you talk to them, the very first thing they say is, how you know, child, I'm doing horrible. And they start telling you all the problems. And I think, wow, if they could just concentrate on, I'm alive. I woke up this morning. I have a moment without pain. Thank you, Jesus. I have a moment that I didn't have to do this. Thank you, Jesus. My husband can testify. I will rise early and, and leave 
this office late. Because there are many times when I am suffering the greatest is when a call will come for a prayer request or they need counseling or they're Am I going to tell God's children I can't talk to you? I got to go sleep because I don't feel good. No. I'm going to trust the Lord. Because many, many times he's carried me through. In fact, what usually happens is that the pain, whatever's going on, will disappear as long as I'm with that person in need. And when that person, the Lord brings comfort, the Lord brings relief, the ministry is done at the goodbye, the pain returns. But I don't drag myself in there saying, oh, I'm in pain. I drag myself in there saying, Lord, hallelujah. Thank you for letting me be witness. Thank you for letting me be a part of what you just did. The pastors can tell you, Pastor Edmund, Pastor Jeannie, Pastor Ray, Pastor uh, Sia, Pastor Rochelle. When have I missed a prayer meeting or a Bible study or a sermon? Do y'all know that I've missed one? Not to my knowledge. Yeah, not over here. Yeah. Only when you've been in the hospital, you didn't have a choice. <laughs> yeah. That's the only choice. Yeah. But I can tell you in the hospital, there were still those who reached me. When I was in the hospital, y'all were lifting me up as I was lifting y'all's up. But some people came and I needed to comfort them because they're like, Pastor, are you okay? And they're frantic and it's like, uh-uh, you look up. That is where your salvation and your help comes from. I'm flesh. And I would take them to the word in my hospital bed. And the times I was in the hospital, I was still ministering because doctors and nurses would come and sit by my bed and I would begin to talk to them about Jesus to talk to them about the word so quickly within the first day my husband am I telling the truth yeah you are they would and come you oh, go ahead baby you were ministering to people while they were taking care of you in the hospital and then they you sneak were... back in there just to talk mm-hmm they wanted more. They wanted prayer. Would you pray for me? Mm -hmm. I've had a Catholic priest peek in my room because that was the time they told me I had cancer. Yeah. And it was throughout my body. And they sent in a priest to pray for me, to prepare me for the news they needed to come in and give me. And the priest peeked in and he said, can I come in? I said, come on in. And he's like, would you mind if I pray for you? And I said, only if I can pray for you. And he laughed and said, oh, that sounds good. I said, well, come on in, sit down, let's have a prayer meeting. And I began to pray with that priest. 
And he looked at me and he said, can I come back? Trey, you want to break in? Yeah. I think he did come back, too. Yeah. The priest? Uh-huh. Even my yeah. hospital stay yeah. has not been a place of just not ministering with what breath I had. Right. Yeah. And well, the only reason I couldn't, you know, as you know, Pastor Rochelle said, if I didn't make, make a Bible study because I didn't have the laptop or the technology. In fact, we didn't have it back then. Otherwise, I'd have been there. Y'all would have not known that I was there because I wouldn't have come on camera, but I'd have been there. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that everybody has that level of faith, but I'm sure praying. I'm sure praying. Chris, I pray for you continually. 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 And I know what you're going through. My daddy went through it. Chris, there have been several times, my brother, that I've known my kidneys were shutting down. And I would just say, Lord, can you keep my kidneys? I have been in renal failure twice. And I asked him, would you bring them back? And he did. I've had renal teams right there telling me. And to this day, they tell me I can never, ever take another water pill. But my God is a good God, and he is my creator, and he is my healer. And I would say to you, my brother, please, if you don't hear anything else, hear this. Don't worry about a body we're going to get rid of eventually. Don't worry about losing your life now. You may be one of the blessed ones that you don't have to see the great tribulation. Or you may be one of the blessed ones that you go through and you help others. And I know that you are going through a great tribulation right now. It's great for you. It's a great tribulation. But the Lord said to us through many tribulations, we will enter into heaven. And so my brother, instead of considering it that it's your body, consider that it's a tribulation. That your body is a tribulation. But never forget that God is yet on the throne. And he is your creator. And he loves you. And he knows what you're going through. And the enemy is right there because he stays in my ear. But it's like I resist him and submit to the Lord. When he tells me, you're going to die. Well, praise the Lord. I'm absent in body. is present with the Lord. Anything he says to me, I look to the word and look to God. And this is the most y'all going to hear about some of the things I go through, because this is not what this is about. I'm here to give y'all the word. I'm here to give y'all the word. And it's like, the Lord allows me, he's taught me to use the pain to run into his presence. The more pain I'm in, the more I pray. And the more I pray, I'm drawing near to God. 
And when I draw near to him in those times of pain, I know I'm resting between his shoulders. And as I rest between his shoulders, he and I have a talk about all kinds of things, including each and every one of you. There is not a name that I don't, that is on the screen that is not on my prayer list. Paulina and KK, Sharissa, Carmen, my husband, Jane and Jeff, the Shinoda family, the Wong family, Krista Kay and Brian, and her husband that I don't know your husband's name, but I have Krista Kay, Brian, and family. Cornerstone. The Wongs and the and the and the Changs. And I pray for you. Hartano. Angela. The baby, I pray for you. I pray, I pray for all y'all, the Salandejos. And I pray for Cody. And I pray for Lambo. They're four-legged members of your family. And y'all are just a fraction of those people that me and the Lord, when I'm in my most pain, is when we have our greatest conversations. I allow that pain to draw me to him. Not let the enemy cause me to draw inside of myself. Because if I did, I would quit teaching. And I know the time that I'm in. And I waited many years for this ministry. And so I'm not going to let a rock out praise me. I'm not going to let another do for me what the Lord has called me to do. Because I want my God to look in my face and say, well done, my good and faithful servant. I want to fulfill the purpose he's called me for. So my sister, my brother, I know that's a long-winded way. My sister, thank you for your heart, for sharing it. My brother, I only talk so much because I love you so much. Because I pray constantly that you have the victory. You have the victory. And this great trial and tribulation that you're going through. I've talked to people about you, my brother. They've heard you preach, but they've never heard you preach. I've heard you preach. And I keep praying for that young pastor who is so on fire for the Lord. I pray for his heart and his soul and that everything that tripped him up, that the Lord will continue to blow on that ember that you have in you until it's once again a fire. That you won't give up. That you won't let pain, discouragement, unforgiveness, hurt, anger, doubt. You won't let any of that. And that's part of my prayer because I'm not praying just for your body, my brother. I'm praying for your soul.
I love you guys dearly. And if I've embarrassed you by saying too much, please forgive me. But I love you. I love you, and I'm not going to quit praying. And I ask each and every one of you guys, don't quit praying. Pray for Pastor Chris. Pray for Pastor Michelle. Pray for Josh. Pray for my brother. Hard to know. Pray for my sister, Pastor Jeannie. Her shoulders and her allergies. Pray for Pastor Edna and his allergies. Pray for Cody because he's still bad. Keep praying. Keep praying. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. I love you too. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody else questions or comments? Okay, then I'm going to. I realize it's two o'clock. I read it one o'clock y'all's time. <sighs> Pastors, y'all should never not have a comment. Heard from Pastor Rochelle even as she was speaking about the prayer request. Pastor Ray and Pastor Sia, what are y'all's comments from today? From today's message? Mm-hmm. What can you share with your, your people? What did you hear? What can you walk in yourself? Man, just to... Be in his presence. It's it's really the only way that um that we can hear from him and we can be alert. Um I love Ezra 710 as it was brought up today because it's like um how do we prepare our hearts to be with him? Well, if we're not in his presence, if we're not in his word, we're not in prayer talking to him, how are we preparing our hearts? And that's for me more than um I, I say we, but for me, I'm excited to uh, to prepare my heart to to be with him. And you know that Ezra seven ten now has a companion scripture Nehemiah eight. Nah. That that man who prepared his heart was a teacher of teachers. Nah. Thank you, Pastor. Pastor Sia. Um, to lead by example, um, just continue to walk with him, allowing the Lord to lead and guide our hearts. Um, but our greatest witness is our walk itself. If we say we're truly living for the Lord, if we truly love him, then we need to be obedient to what his word says. There's so many Amen. great witnesses every day. Even when we think that no one's watching, people are always watching. So we must be careful and always stay close to the Lord, no matter what. Amen. 
pastors Wong will start with Eugenie and then let Pastor Edmund go first so he can close it up. Unless Pastor Chris, Pastor Chris, do you have anything? No, no, I don't. Okay. Do you want me to go next? Absolutely, go for it. The biggest thing I got from today was something like God's really been speaking into my heart is that we need to understand that insight is available to us if only we will look into the Lord. Mm. Amen. And that we don't need to wait to be taught, but that the Holy Spirit himself will continue to teach us. Amen. 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 Thank you, Pastor Jeannie. Well, uh, Thank you, Lord. I've been waiting for this parable to share, but I'm glad everyone sharing kind of contribute to this. So um, it was Matthew 20 and verse 1 through 16. It was about the parables of the workers. Mm -hmm. And I read it as such that, you know, the parable was the landowner went out early in the morning and began to call on workers to work. And those who agree to work, they get their reward, which is one denarius. Mm. And later on, go out in the day at different times. Obviously, the day is getting shorter. But as he called, those who respond and then they work, they also get one denarius. All the way up to the 11th hour. 11th hour, practically speaking, those who are called then who responded, who actually worked less time. They also got one denarius. They all get the same reward. But then there was a teaching here that uh, because some were grumbling about, hey, that's not fair, because why is it that those who work less gets the same reward? Mm -hmm. But it is fair. God has not treated anyone unfair because they all agree for whatever the wage. But more importantly, is God's the one who reward. Come on. In this, this parable, um, as Jeannie said, insight is available because it's 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 through Jesus Christ. And I I have this burden in my heart today. Uh, and and I'm going to say for both the young and the old. Uh, and I'll and I'll, I'll just highlight the young since we have you know much talked about. Because uh like Jaden and and, and Brian Nahum, uh, I, I want you guys to really listen to this one too. And it's all the other who claims to be young. Um, you know, Puka, Rio, TJ, anyone who's here who claims to be young, who hasn't decided in their heart that that maybe after this sermon, thinking that, oh, wow, all these revelation, you know, this study for us, uh, the pastors, especially at tribal ministry, at Logos, at Cornerstone, we've gone through this study before, but what's amazing going through it today was matching up to the event that is happening. And God continued to prove is true. Now, I, I speak to the younger folks who would think that, oh, yeah, yeah, these are all Bible stories. You know, my story is I'm just doing my thing and, and I'm still going to school. So that's not my story. And I just want to share it with you. It's all of our story, amen? And I want to encourage you in this parable is that it's not about those who work less. It's about those who are called by God and they responded. Yeah. They responded. And this parable is about for the day. 
and that's Come work on. to that's work to do. And so I want to encourage everyone who who is busy with their work, busy with raising family, busy with all kinds of things. We're all in the same thing, but we must work today. And the message about insight is let's work today. Let's put in the work. Let's respond to God, no matter how old you are, no matter how irrelevant older people's issue are to younger people or maybe older people have irrelevant issues i'm sorry young young people issues are irrelevant to the older generation it doesn't matter we all work amen let's put in the work let's invest in our spiritual walk and that's the work we need to do um so that's the summary there uh kind of uh encapsulate some of uh pastor rochelle's requests some of the sharing here and then the sermon um let's pray if any one of you hear God's word today and you know God speaks to you and you wanted that extra encouragement, uh, there's no shame in raising your hand because the power of prayer is the power of prayer. That's it. It's not my words, not your words. It's God who sees the heart, who needs him the most. And that's why there's no shame in raising hands. Um, if anyone here, you know, God spoken to you, you want to raise your hand, Praise God, because you're raising your hand to God himself, and he will hear you. Well, let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus. Mm -hmm. Father, we pray that there is a message of urgency for each and every one of us. Father, we pray for both the young and the old, that we don't disregard as if it's just a Bible story. as like watching a movie. It's unbelievable because it's just a movie, it's not reality. But then when things happen, people say, wow, it's like the movie. And there's no sense of connecting the reality that it is happening. And Father, now even the medias, even non-Christian can say it's biblical proportion, but yet you have spoken it all along. Father, we pray today as Christians, Lord, once again, Coming back, coming from just last week, the message was being a watchman. Father, we watch over our own behavior. Discipline is not everyone's favorite, but yet discipline is what we all benefit from. Father, we pray that let it not be focused about pain. Let it not be about focus about the hard work. But Father, today, let our hearts be humble, Lord. Because we know that where our heart is, there lies the treasure. Father, if our heart is stuck somewhere else, then no matter what information we hear today, it is still stuck somewhere else. Father, we just pray for all of our hearts to come together, Lord, and recognize that life and death is within that heart. And Father, that our hearts are not be discouraged by what we see or what we feel. The spirit that is in us is stronger than that spirit that is in this world. Father, this spiritual thing, Lord Jesus, can, can sometimes be twisted like between fake and fact. What we feel, what we see, have shaped us so much so we think it's real. It is real, yes, it's happening. But Lord, that we never lose sight of truth. So, Father, we need you, Lord. We need you. 
earlier as we came together for worship, Lord, we humbly come before you. Father, that we would recognize that, Lord, everything we have has a purpose that you have given us. Lord, there are some things that are painful. There are some things that are not as painful. But in all of that, they work together for those who love you. And that's Romans 8.28. Father, we pray, let our eyes fixate on you today, both the young and the old. As long as we have breath today, that we serve you, Lord. Father, we thank you. Truly, Lord, we pray for maturity. And that's where insight comes. Maturing into the things that are eternal and not of the things that are temporary. Father, thank you so much for each and every one today. Thank you for Pastor Catherine. Continue sharing with every breath that she had. She prays you. In the same way, let us also walk in that manner, Lord, with every breath that we have, that we praise you, serve you, walk with you, learn from you. Yes, Lord, rise with you. Father, we thank you. Bless each and every person today at the hearing of your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.